Welcome to The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Come and join experienced property investors and mortgage brokers Ken and Glenn as they get the answers to the questions you've been waiting to ask. Nothing is off the table as they dive headfirst into all things property related. This is the podcast you never knew you needed, but now cannot live without The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> See you you coming with so much enthusiasm, Ken, and I just thought, how am I even gonna how am I gonna do it? How am I I'm just gonna match your way? Well, I thought I'd make it I thought I'd make the intro punchy. I'm going through a phase. <laughs> I don't know what the phase is called, Glenn. <laughs> I wasn't but, gonna say anything. Thanks. Yeah, it's very kind. The transition, I'm going through a change. <laughs> I think it's old age. I'm totally off, totally off pace and track, and nothing we said we were going to talk about. Funny, I forgot to mention. It's my, it's my. Just want to shout out to my little sister, uh, Cheryl, who lives in Australia. It's her birthday today. Oh, happy birthday! Cheryl. Yeah, she's. Uh, I'm not. I won't say her age. I'll get shot. But I just had a call this morning with her in Australia. I was here in England. She's in Australia. I didn't fly over because obviously they'd never get back for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But I just can't believe how much older my younger siblings are getting. And if they're getting older, what's that mean for me, Glenn? Well, it means, yeah, I've been, it means I'm Peter Pan. That's what you're going to say. Well, something, something yeah. Pan. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get panned <laughs> if I carry on. Right. Well, the week, the week that yes. has been. So actually last week we said that the base rate hadn't been discussed yet. By the time of our recording, we usually record quite early, guys, uh, which is why we're so full of energy. Um, yeah. And of course, they hadn't done the Bank of England base rate, and we predicted a quarter of a percent. And what happened, Glenn? Yep, went up to four and a half percent, and that's what we thought would happen. Yep. And it has. And the week has just been well, ups, downs, no changes. It's just been, and then there's been loads of government changes, which I know you're going to touch base on in a second, Ken. But yeah, it's been a crazy for, for us as brokers. It's been a crazy week. Um, and well, yeah, yeah, yep. some disappointed people with this uh, new hundred percent scheme. People who thought they yeah. could get on it aren't getting on it, and um, there are a few that will be. But it's been a it's been a, a definite interesting week with um, with the scheme, and so many people jumping on the bandwagon, um, sort of talking about it and getting on there. And uh, it's amazing how much buzz but, there's been. Do you know what? I've had business development managers from banks and building societies message me on um, social media saying, "Hi, Glenn. Um, I didn't know whether you knew about this product that we do." I didn't know whether you knew about this criteria that we in, do. And in I other thought, words, you mean you haven't done you haven't done a TikTok reel then on our product. On our product, <laughs> yeah. And you're telling everyone about this product. Please yeah. tell everyone about our product. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to do it. More content. More content. For our people. But it's great that I mean, listen, I think that's the thing, isn't it? A lot of these other guys, bless them. You know, they all work hard. None of them are out there trying to uh, not work hard. But of course, when the whole market is swamped with Skipton. Um, you know, it's great for Skipton, but obviously then these other guys sort of fade into the background and there are other good schemes about there. Um, oh, yeah. So we can't Absolutely. ignore them and not everybody's going to, you know, be able to get a hundred percent mortgage. So they do need to be talked about. So it's good that they're reaching out to you, Glenn. Yeah, no, it is good. It is good. Right. We have loads to go through today though. Don't we do. We? we do. We've had some government um, changes as well. So with regards to the rental market, um, well, do you want to do you want to go through that bit? Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, uh, both me and Glenn uh, are experienced landlords, um, but obviously mortgage brokers. But we do have property, so this is a topic that's something that we'll be keeping an eye on. But the government has introduced the much anticipated renters reform bill to Parliament yesterday. Um, so what does that mean? That means that they are looking to bring in plans to abolish the Section Twenty One eviction notices. So for those that don't know, if you are a landlord and you have a tenant and you would like them to move on, yes, please. 
uh, we would serve them a section 21, which is a notice to please go away. Um, they're, not, they're not always very successful mm. in my experience. Uh, but what the government is trying to do is actually abolish the section section 21 uh, and improve the powers to evict antisocial tenants. Um, it is very problematic. Sometimes you have wonderful tenants who are amazing and in, you know, bless, I've, I had a very good tenant that I needed to leave, not because they were a bad tenant, they were a great tenant and I would have kept them, but I needed to sell. So I had to serve a section 21, but unfortunately they were a council tenant and uh, the council just say to people, you do not leave. You do not leave until they mm. physically bring the bailiffs. And it took me a whole year to work that process through. It was a nightmare. But you do have some people who are not paying rent, who are smashing the place to pieces, disrespectful, yeah. and are very antisocial. And unfortunately, you'd be in the same boat, whether it's a good tenant or a bad tenant, it could take a lifetime. So this is supposed to be bringing in powers to help landlords to have I a I think quicker... it's a good thing. I think yeah. it's a good thing because... You know, it's normally the minority of people that of renters that cause a problem. There are a massive amount of fantastic renters out there that look after the property, they have respect, they pay their rent on time. You know, um, so a shout out to all of all of them because I think that renters do sometimes get a bit of a bad um, rep. But you know, the, unfortunately, in this world, there are people out there that, that do take advantage and aren't respectful for the roof over their head because they don't own it. And um, I think that those people, uh, you know, rightly or wrongly, have in some ways had too much power. Yeah. Um, and I think that the government have made a, the right decision here. As long as it's dealt with correctly, um, then I, 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 my personal opinion is I think it's a good thing. Um, and obviously there's things that are coming in as well to support um, tenants. Yes. So, um, you know, bits and pieces with regards to if they have pets now. You know, we, there can't be restrictions with them coming in with with pets. Um, but you're not, but you're not to... allowed to just automatically blanket say, no, you've got to consider it, haven't you? So it's, you've yeah. got to give it consideration. And I don't think that's a bad thing either, because, you know, a lot of people, the UK, we're a pet loving nation, aren't we? So, you know, we, we a lot of people have pets of some form. Um, so, you know... It, people are going to be well they need somewhere to live and so does the pet and what's the alternative <laughs> they chuck they chuck the pet out in the street it's a yeah i, I know it's a different subject totally but i think that's a positive as well for the, for yeah. the tenants yeah i i don't disagree i mean you say we're a pet loving nation you haven't met my wife there's no oh. way we're getting an animal i, I grew up with dogs uh, she's got a phobia for cats so cats are definitely out and cats, cats are all right for a minute, aren't they? They look at you with doe eyes, yeah. you give them a little stroke, and then they scratch the hell out of you. Yeah, I'm not a fan of cats. No, honest, cats, but I do cats, love dogs. Yeah, dogs are amazing. I, I love dogs, but Lisa's like, no, no pets. And then we got wooden floor put down, and that was the end of that conversation. No, yeah. no dogs going to scratch. I can understand that because when I hear yeah. sh -sh 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 -sh, like that yeah. running across and scratching the floor at yeah. eyes, we're like, oh. Every now and again on the podcast, you might hear it happening in here, but it's not a dog. It's the pigeons and the birds. Going across the roof, scrabble, scrabble, scrabble. Uh, well, I've got someone, my next door neighbour is on his sit-on lawnmower going up and down past pretty much my office. So if you can hear a humming in the background, it might be him. Okay, we can't, but we'll look forward to that. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. More powers to um, tenants as well, which is really important. There are some, listen, as much as we shout out to good tenants and there are some bad tenants, we know that's 50-50 everywhere, but there are some awful landlords absolute yeah. awful landlords who mm. seem to be quite happy to leave their their tenants to live in squalor damn mm. you know things falling apart electrical wires dangling and they seem quite comfortable i do not understand it do you well no and, and do you know what the little st quick story because i know we're pressured for time we've got a lot to cover off 
but I went a few years ago, I went to view a property to, to buy as a buy to let um, in Great Yarmouth. So it's about three hours away from where I am in Essex. And it was a really, really cheap property. It was about 80 to 90,000 uh, two bed house. And I went in there and the estate agent showed me around and there was just damp everywhere. And I said, I went, has this been sitting derelict for quite some while? And I said, and he said, oh no, the tenants moved out. Current tenants moved out yesterday. Yesterday. And I said, and I said, right, is it privately managed then? And he said, no, 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 we manage it. I was like, right. So I, the question has to be asked as well is that what support is the tenant getting as well yeah. if the properties are being managed by agents? What checks are they actually doing? Because yeah. he didn't see it being a problem. And I said, I wouldn't even put my dog in here besides a family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it's horrendous. And you see it on the news reports. Uh, you know, they've been covering these these sort of properties that are housing associations, the, the council, and they're doing terrible. Um, listen, again, I don't want to paint too bad a picture. Um, but there are some awful situations that you see on the news and on the press that are actually council properties. So it seems to be a very wide spread mm. issue. Hopefully... The reforms that are coming in will help both landlord and tenant and will be evenly distributed to make it a much more equal level playing field for all. And we welcome it, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's only a positive, isn't it, for everyone involved? Yeah, so we'll see how that comes in. Now, earlier in our podcast uh, lives, we had an estate agent come in and he came in, gave an overview of the market, give you know a view from an estate agent's point of view, which was amazing. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, do go back through our uh, earlier episodes and have a listen because I think it's it's nice to see the other side of of this, this you know the services that can be provided, but mm. the big estate agency group Purple Bricks has reached an agreement to transfer its trading business and assets to the rival company Strike for a massive consideration of a single pound. Wow, oh, it's unbelievable! Unbelievable! <laughs> you were waiting for more, weren't you? No, you thought, no, I just not going to shut up. I still can't believe it. It's <laughs> Wasn't it? Um, I, I, my figures might be slightly wrong, but wasn't it like a year ago or six months ago or something like that? It was. It was valued at like one point seven billion or something, and then it's just. Yeah, uh, no idea. But it's a. Pl- I mean, I've I've never been a big fan of online sort of estate agents because I prefer. I'm old school. I prefer face to face. If I've got an estate agent that I want to deal with, I want to be able to talk to them, see them, come around the house, and whilst they do have representative, you know, representatives. I just feel it's it isn't the same, but it's. Mm. Uh, I mean, it was massive, wasn't it? A massive platform, um, and now it's all gone over to strike. So there's going to be quite a few people probably going to be losing their jobs because they're going to have to obviously scale it into their business. So I think that's going to create quite a change in the industry for for that side of the business. And hopefully, you know, the smaller guys like you know our podcast uh, guests that came on, hopefully it will boost them because they're a small, mm. you know, more family type run business, aren't they? Yeah, and again, I think it's. I don't know the ins and outs, and I've been, I think we probably never will. But you got to ask the question: How can you be so successful and then just drop? Yeah. There's been some real catastrophe. I mean, I know the market and COVID has not helped, but there was the stamp duty, um, oh, the stamp which duty boosted, incentive. Yeah, you know that boosted everyone. So what what happened? But yeah, it just shows you though these big names that used to spend millions on television and adverts and everything like that, and you know you see their boards everywhere pretty much overnight have disappeared yeah uh, yeah it's uh it's gonna it's gonna obviously shake up the market a little bit we'll have to see how all that unfolds and we'll have to see how strike do i mean obviously you know they're going to be a big player now uh we'll have to see how it all unfolds for them 
Uh, obviously, for those people that are employed by those companies, we wish them well, and we hope that if anybody is displaced, that they're they're able to find some new work because it's mm-hmm. it's not easy out there right now. So fingers crossed for you guys. Yeah. We have been getting, as always, lots of questions coming in. Um, TikTok has gone mad of late. Yeah, uh, it has. So a lot of it's these all questions... the lives that you're doing, Ken. Every time I go on my TikTok app, I, I see your head pop up, and it's like he's live. He's live. He's got. 20,000 likes and he's just absolutely smashing it. I'm like, yeah, good for you. I've uh, <laughs> I've become a little bit of an addict. I, do you know what it is? It's a football. And and I say that people are, how on earth is it the football that you're doing lives? My wife, Lisa, is a mad football fan. doesn't matter who's playing. Obviously, there's a lot of late Champions League games on at the moment. Like, they start at 8 o'clock. I'm a shoot. <laughs> if you heard that, I just made an accident. I made a boo-boo. Uh, so she's in there watching that. And I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered watching that. Why don't I go do a live? So that's why I want so much. When the football season ends, they'll be like, where's Ken gone? Because actually, Lisa will be saying, why aren't you coming in and watch something on TV? And yeah. it's not football. Um, oh. But yeah, I'm really enjoying the lives. They're very engaging. I've got one particular person that said to me last night, Anastasia, that was on the live. And she said, every time I go onto my For You page, you're there. I'm like, wow, that's what you want. That's brilliant. I said that yeah. is fantastic. I did say to her, but is that what you want? <laughs> oh, you're hoping I'd, I'd not be does she there. Only, does she only follow you? I have no idea, <laughs> but I was so happy about it. That's uh, amazing. It's yeah. so good and it's so important because, and also it's getting the message out. Again, it says what does, does what it says on the tin. It's live, isn't it? There's people yeah. that can literally interact as if you're in the room with us. Um, when I do lives as well, people ask the questions. I think I think within an hour, I got for 150 questions before, and I felt absolutely drained it after is, an hour. It is tiring. It is tiring. Um, but it's, it is great fun, though. It's great but it, fun. It's, so, it's just a quick fire. I mean, it is just, I mean, you'll look and you'll have like 50 questions, 90 questions, 99 plus it stops, and it just has 99 and a plus sign. And you think, How, I'm not going to get through all this. No, just some of no them are the way. same question, but then people have left and new people have yeah, come in. Yeah. So you have to repeat the answer. Yeah. There's also that impatience uh, whereby people have asked a question and because you haven't got to it yet, they ask again thinking you've ignored it and you haven't. But we have these questions. Um, let's let's give it a go. So PJ Shorty, some great names. How worried should I be about gambling appearing on my bank statements when applying for a mortgage? Uh, what's your take on, on sort of the gambling side of it? It's something that we've done on, yeah, I know I've done a, a reel on it. So gambling um, is it's one of them things that lenders look at that, you know, as long as it's not excessive on the bank statement, like if, you, if you're doing sort of a large or multiple amounts every single day, um, if it's like now and again, then, you know, they'll, may, they may ask the question um, of like, you know, is this being managed well? And then it's up to us as brokers, I guess, to have that conversation with you. Is everything okay? And, you know, yeah. because the way they with gambling, as as everyone knows, it can spiral out of control really, really quickly if you don't manage it correctly. And if you've got access to cash, especially in your bank account, that can disappear within one transaction. And then they, that might put you at risk of paying your mortgage payments, which yeah. is at the end of the day, their priority. So I think that is the main thing, um, just to make sure it looks managed and not excessive. Well, I mean, what about you, Ken? What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's all about being within agreed limits, being within affordability, not putting yourself into a situation whereby it's, it's causing you major issues. I mean, we had somebody that came to us, um, again, somebody that was on the live and then sent me a, a private DM and was basically saying, I went to buy something and I was refused on my credit and I was mortified. What do you think it could be? And I, I started to explore some options with her. And then she said, oh, and by the way, uh, what I did notice is that I do quite a bit of gambling. I'm always in my overdraft. So straight away, you know, the lights are flashing. 
And I found out that when I've been on some of these gambling sites, they've credit scored me to agree limits that I can bet to. Wow. And uh, so, well, at least we found the answer uh, and we know what we need to do. Is it is it something that you can pull back on? Oh, no, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop doing it. I think that's the thing. If you're gambling and you're not seeing the impact and all of a sudden you notice it, it's having the ability to pull back. Mm-hmm. And if you find you can't pull back, then obviously you know you've got a bit of an addiction. It's an issue. You're going to want to seek some counsel and some help to pull yourself back. And I think from a bank's position, if you're constantly in your overdraft, if you're not managing your finances, it's irresponsible of them to lend you money. So you've yeah. got to just think about it from that side. But yeah, I echo what you're saying. I think it, it's more about it being within, making sure it's manageable. And I think also that individual sometimes, as harsh as it sounds, needs to have a reality check with themselves. Because if you had a friend who was spending, 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 and then was in their overdraft, which say borrowing money off of someone else, and then asked you for £5,000, and they'll go, well, we'll pay it back every month. Yeah. You'd be like, Psh, on your bike. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. And that's all, that is how a bank is. A bank wants to lend. That's how they make money. But they, they want to make sure they're going to get paid back. So you I don't, I don't think people see overdrafts as the bank is lending you money. They see mm. it as just part of what they should be getting. I think people forget that that's a facility that you have to pay back. I know when I was younger and I used to, you know, I was struggling financially and I was in, an, I was in my overdraft every time. So much so. And then I borrow off my parents and then I say, I'll pay you back. So I pay my, back my parents. And I'd be straight back into my overdraft because I just didn't have the money. It wasn't until I was older and I was earning more that I started to get myself back into a position where I was better off. But yeah. it's, a, it's a big, it's a fast happening spiral. It's amazing how quickly it can happen. Absolutely. But, yeah. We, we've got another question. Um, this is uh, someone who's uh, an, another TikTok, TikToker. And they, didn't, they haven't got a username. They've got 508-6974-1225. So there you go. I've done it. Um, Love that. They've, they've put... Um, I've agreed to start a new job in August with a £10,000 pay increase. Well done. Congratulations. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Is there any way I can use this income in my new mortgage application? Ken. Okay. Congratulations. 10 grand. That's a massive pay rise. Yeah, really good. Um, the positive news is that there are lenders out there that if we can show them the letter, sign and date to show a start date, the new employment contract and everything else, that they will allow us to factor that in. Now, they may write or email the HR department just to validate everything to make sure we're telling the truth. Um, but yeah, they will. It's a bit like, um, you know, if you just started a new job, how many pay slips do you need? You know, some of these lenders will accept the first pay slips. Now, some lenders will ask if there's a period of probation, you know, depending on the situation. But there are lenders out there that will help. So 100%, you know, you've got the new pay rise. And it'd be great if we can include that in there. Um, your thoughts, Glenn? Yeah, absolutely. Well, spot on. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, the lenders, again, you know, as long as you can evidence, that's all they want. They want evidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're happy, happy to lend on, on the back of that. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, we may need to share this one, depending on how you're feeling about it. B. Davidson, 89, TikTok. Hi, I'm a day rate contractor using an umbrella company. Can I still use my contract value to get a mortgage? Oh, it's a shame, isn't it? Because if only we had a contract to mortgage services. Oh, no. Uh, Ken, do you want to answer this? <laughs> I will. I will. All right. For those that don't know who I am, my name is Ken James, and I am the MD broker of contract and mortgage services. So brilliant question for me. Um, okay. So it's really weird because I've seen this on somebody else's TikTok as well. Someone's asked a very, very similar question, and I have to have a chat with them because they, they answered it a little bit incorrectly, and I don't want people to be putting out the wrong data. If mm. you are a day rate contractor, it is true that we can use your day rate in most cases to you know, evaluate your income. 
However, if you are an umbrella contractor, it means that essentially you're going through a company that is paying you via a payslip. There is a contract in the background, but lenders look at it a little bit different. They want to see the contract because they want to see the gross value of that day rate. But they're also going to look at the payslip to see what has been deducted by the umbrella company. The umbrella company is essentially just a pay station, you know, a HR department that's paying you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can take deductions. So depending on how, how those deductions appear, will then dictate what the lender will use for that income. Uh, and there's this whole thing about IR35, which is basically the tax man saying we want more tax. And if it's deemed that you're an employee as such, then realistically, you should be using an umbrella company. If you are a limited company director and a contractor, you would have to be outside of IR35. So many different ins and outs of that bad boy. And if you need any more data, just information, just get in touch with us. Uh, but essentially, you can get a you can get a mortgage if you are in an umbrella contract. It's just about how it's assessed. And if you reach out to someone who knows, they'll do it. Predominantly, most people will look at 46 weeks times your income. So if you were on 300 pounds a day, five days a week, your gross value of your income would be 69,000. Now, when you're a limited company director and you've got salary and dividends, you might be being very tax efficient and you might not be taking 40 grand out. But if you're earning 69 grand, you'd want to use 69 grand for your mortgage application. So that's why you go to a specialist uh, and you get yourself assessed properly. And that's Mm -hmm. that's it's too much really to go into, because as you can tell straight away, there's so many convolutes and different bits and pieces. But, yeah, it's a really good question. You can get a mortgage. It's just about being assessed in the right way so that it doesn't get mucked up and you think you can borrow X, and then the bank tells you you can only borrow Y. Yeah, spot on. There you go. You heard it. Straight from the contractor's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Coolio. Thanks for that, Glenn. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was sort of more in my wheelhouse, that one, wasn't it? No worries. All right, well, one for you then. Rebecca White, TikTok. Can I borrow additional funds on my mortgage without telling the bank? Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Can I borrow additional funds on my mortgage without telling the bank what the funds are for? My partner took a loan out to get a car and I want to pay this back, but I've heard the bank does not like us using money to pay off debt. <laughs> Incorrect answer. Yes. No, some some um, some banks are absolutely fine with that because you may be paying an extortionate amount of money on a loan or car finance or, or whatever the situation is, you bought it on a credit card, paying a high rate of interest. So it might well be that you could, I mean, again, it's done on affordability. So you need to always be open and honest with the lender. And there's no point in trying cutting corners because generally they will they will find out. Or, you know, these people are real people that have got mortgages that sit behind the desk and look at these cases. They're not silly. They will ask the question if they feel. And they'll, they'll look on your credit file as well. Um, I know you say it's on your, in your partner's name, but, you know, they can ask questions and dig deeper. So drilling it back down, I would say always be open and honest. And with regards to the debt, if you're using a broker, the broker can put across that case that, you know, that you may be paying, say, 17% on a loan or, or something like that or something ridiculous or even like 9%. Um, whereas you may, if affordability is taken into account and you can afford to borrow that extra with that your existing lender, then the rate might be a lot cheaper. I know rates are high, mortgage rates are high at the moment. But to give you an example, let's say that you was to borrow an extra £10,000 um, at a rate of say five percent, just as an example, which is the mortgage rate, which would be a further advance, that's what it's generally called. Um, that will run, run alongside your current mortgage, and those funds would be paid to you directly, and then you could do whatever you decide to do with it. Obviously, pay the debt off to put yourself in a better position, because then that loan's gone, you're paying less interest, and then your money is all consolidated into one payment with that mortgage lender. 
the danger is is that then you've got free reign again. So what I would suggest after that is then, you know, definitely close the loan because you're paying it off. But also if you're going to do stuff like paying off credit cards, it might be a good idea if you don't want to get in that position again. Do you really need that credit card? You know, maybe put it in a drawer somewhere or close it. But that's my opinion. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I remember, I think it was Martin's money or something like that, where they said, get your credit card, put it in a bowl of water, stick the bowl of water in the freezer. And then if you ever want to use that credit card, you, you pull it out, you're going to have to defrost it. And the temptation to buy will have gone by that time. I'm thinking, no, I just run out of hot water. It'd be gone. That ice will be yeah. gone in a minute. <laughs> Go spend it again. That's you, Ken. Thinking <laughs> outside the box. I know. Just, just melt the bloody thing and away you go. <laughs> Stick it in the microwave and have the microwave explode. And then you mm. need to buy a new microwave. Something else to spend on the credit card. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think all you said there is really good. I mean, the only thing that I'm, I'm you know, usually banks will say that they don't want to lend money on is if you are paying a tax bill back to HMRC. Yeah. They're, not, they're not very keen on that, from my knowledge. Because but... you should have really accounted for that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think, um, you know, apart from that, pretty much everything else is is up for grabs, isn't it? As long as it's not, I think, what's the word? As long as it's not legal or immoral, um, mm. you know, we're, we're happy to, <laughs> to help in most circumstances. Um, a topic that actually we didn't cover earlier on, and actually as we've gone through this, I think it's something that we could pick up on, and that is that, this week, uh, the week that is currently, um, you know, this week, what was Monday? What was Monday's date, Glenn? What's the week that was? 15th. 15th. Thank you very much. Uh, see, this is what partnership's all about. So a week commencing the 15th is Mental Awareness Week. Um, and as brokers, uh, I think we see a lot of stress, um, you know, individually, because we're under pressure, especially as business owners. Mm. Um but we see stress in our clients, don't we? I mean, I had someone this week who's landlord, funny enough, talking about Section 21, being served as Section 21. <clears throat> Sadly, both parents passed away not that long ago. Doesn't want to leave the property. He's begged the landlord not to sell, but the landlord's saying, I have to sell, I need to sell. And they've been put in a really tough position and they're struggling with their mental health. They're, they're very stressed and very concerned. And there's the amount of rents that are going up and people who are living in terrible conditions. You've got people who really want to buy but are struggling or have bought and they've seen their, their bank mortgage rates rise. There's a lot of pressure on people these days, don't you think? Absolutely. In so many forms as well. Pressure to, you know, you've got your social media pressure where you see a lot of fake news and unrealistic lifestyles and you think, oh, why have they got that? Why are they doing that? You know, you don't know the backstory behind them people. You know, they could have gone through five, 10 years of real hardship to build to get to that point. You know, not everyone has been given a, a fantastic opportunity and just like, da-da, or it, it could be that someone has. You know, they may not have been any better off than you and they may have inherited a lump sum of money because they were very, very lucky. Um, unfortunate because they probably would have lost someone in their family or whoever, but they've gained that and that's given them a real boost to stepping stone. So I think it's really important for everyone whatever walk of life that you're in is just stay in your own lane and just focus on yourself, whether you are a mortgage broker, whether you are a big business owner, whether you are an individual trying to get on the property ladder, whether you already got your own home, you know, there's so many factors. And I think it is one of them huge issues that there is so much pressure put on people in all jobs, all walks of life these days. Um, and I, I just think that, we need to go back old school. Like you mm. said, Ken, you like old school, don't you? There's yeah, so much online. Yeah. I'm a big fan of online. A lot of our <clears> stuff <throat> is online. TikTok's incredible if used the yeah. right way. Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But 
I think a lot of people need to sometimes turn everything off, sit back, look at what they've achieved and go, actually, do you know what? I'm doing all right. Yeah. And I think don't be afraid to talk. Um, you know, I think especially I'm generalizing here, but I think I think it's quite well publicized that men sometimes are afraid to reveal their feelings. Um, mm. And people say, oh, women, they they talk, they talk to their girls and, you know, they chat about their problems. But I think it's yeah, there are some people that just feel that it's they're embarrassed by the situation or they don't want to open up. I think don't be afraid to talk, guys. Um, I mean, I don't mind sharing my own story. I mean, a little while ago, and I say a little while ago, probably on, probably about five weeks ago, I had a real low day. Uh, I had a couple of days where I felt really low. My daughter was back from university, and she said something innocuous to me, like, oh, Dad, you're you know, embarrassing or whatever. And I was, I felt quite low. I felt quite down, and I was quite eating my food. And she was like, oh, Dad, I'm really sorry. Have I upset you? I said, I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> And I felt quite down and for no apparent reason. And I think sometimes it's just the pressure of day, you know, I'm a business owner. I'm trying to run a business, mm. um, trying to make sure there's a, a food on the table and a house for us to live in. And sometimes the pressure can be tough. And I felt quite low. It lasted for about two days. And I have to say, I shut down rather than talking mm. about it. It took me two days just to speak to Lisa and to say, Do you know, what? I felt really down. I don't know why, but, you know, let you just give me a big hug. And I was fine. But for those two days, I just shut down. I really yeah. found it hard. Mm. And I think, yeah, people have their own, all, all different types of pressures. People shut down or people take it out on other people when they don't really mean it. Um, and do you know, I'll, I'll say this yesterday, like my t where my office is, well, I'm doing this podcast in my office at home at the moment, but I've got an office in my local high street as well, where my the team and I meet on a, every Wednesday we meet up. And it is basically a day of ranting and just just like talking a release. to each other it is a really and we said this yesterday um and when we went in and I saw the team and literally all of us were moaning about all different scenarios mortgage lenders that are being unreasonable or mortgage lenders that were being fantastic and we were totally shocked and you know all different scenarios and at the end of it we all sort of went <sighs> at the end of the day and I said Sorry about that, guys. I said, but I didn't have anyone else really to talk to. And you don't as a mortgage broker and mortgage brokers that are listening to it. Sometimes it is a very isolated role because you do take on, and I'm sure this is the same in many other jobs, you do take on loads of different hats. So for instance, for us, a lot of people don't consider, yes, we need to know the criteria with all the lenders to fit the individual, but we also are sort of like a counsellor for the client yeah. as well because they're very much emotionally involved and invested into buying a property, remortgaging, they need the money for whatever reason. Um, you know, so we we listen to that as well. Then you've got the solicitor side, so we need to speak to solicitor's demands and 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 the estate agent putting the pressure on saying, well, what, mm. you know, what, has this been done? Has this been done yet? Surveyors, there's loads of different factors um, and then when you're multiplying that by two or three people a day, maybe sometimes you get to the point where you feel like your head's going to explode. Yeah. And, um, and even sometimes, even if you have just one customer for that day and it's a really intense case, you sometimes think, and it's, it's hard. And I'm sure everyone else has that in their own stresses, in their own jobs where they've got targets to meet and stuff like that. And I think sometimes, and I've learned this is that it is best sometimes to just switch off even for 10 minutes and just go and make a cup of tea and maybe go and sit over the park on the bench and just go, you know, go, plant, or, a few, go plant a few uh, sunflowers or something. 
Yeah, yeah, or go in the just garden. That's my, yeah, that's yeah. my out. That's yeah, my out. Least, yeah. Go, go and go and sit at the bench, drink a cup of tea, and just yeah. look at the garden or something like that. Things yeah. important. And do let people know that you're there. Uh, I've got a client mm. of mine who's uh, struggling at the moment. His wife is quite ill. She's she's struggling, and they're, they're both amazing people. And there's nothing in it for me apart from wanting to check on them. And I'm I'm finding my client, you know, every couple of weeks and just saying, "Hey, mate, how are things? How's so and so? How's life? Don't forget." I'm always here. I'm just at the end of the phone and I'm just their mortgage broker. Essentially. I've yeah. just done their mortgage and their life cover. Um, so actually I'm not a family friend. I'm not someone that comes around for tea and maybe they go out and have a drink with, but it's just important to know that there's somebody out there, whether that's the Samaritans, whether that's a friend. And if you see someone struggling, don't be afraid just to say, look, you don't have to talk to me, but if you do need someone to talk to, do come to me. I'm here for you. And, and I'm sure something. that you will mirror yeah. this, actually, Ken. Like the, anyone that's listening to this podcast, if you wanted to touch base with myself or Ken, we would 100% make the time to chat to you if you're feeling any of the things that we've covered off. Yeah. Because I'm sure everyone has been there at some point. We've been there at some point. Um, and sometimes it does help. And yeah. so always reach out to us. And again, there's no there's nothing in it for us it's we just want to make sure that you've got a voice yeah you know, an ear to listen to really i think the worst thing as a, as a person is if you know someone and and i think we've all been touched by it to some degree i mean i've lost family you the worst thing in the world is feeling that you could have done something if you'd have known and sometimes you just don't see it and that's mental that's mental health and this week being mental health awareness uh, I think it's really good for, for us and I appreciate everything you said, Glenn. And I hope you guys listening um, have got your ears open to to the offer that we've just put out. It's really important. Uh, we're all here together. We all want to support each other. And let's see if we can lift people out of those holes, those dark places, if we can, and do our best to support anybody that is struggling. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> On that very happy and positive note, we've come to the end of this week's podcast. Can you believe it? Do you know what I episode know. this is, Glenn? Ooh, I've 13, forgotten. 13, we've done so many. 13. 13. 13. 13. We've done 13. Well, wow. it's, it's because I waffle a lot and you 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 step in when I breathe. And I try and butt in. <laughs> when I breathe, you step in. <laughs> uh, that's how we've done it. It's been an, an, another amazing episode. Thank you very much for taking part. Don't forget, if you've got any questions, you can reach out to us either on Spotify and you can actually put your question at the bottom. Uh, there is a ask a question section. Please do feel free uh, to add any comments, anything that you think we can add value to yourselves, add it on there. Anything if, you'd like to say, Glenn? Yeah, and if people don't already, then um they can find my social media my tiktok at glenn russell property and it's the same for my instagram and if you from business related as well if you have any questions um touch base just google russell financial solutions limited or rfs mortgages fire through some uh, questions and see if we can help and ken where can people find you so professional the links you give me so good uh, people can find me at contractormortgageservices.co.uk on the website. I'm there. You can find me on TikTok at Everything Mortgages. And I'm also on Instagram, CMS, which is Contractor Mortgage Services, CMS underscore mortgages 2016. We are here to help, guys. Have an amazing week. We will be back next week with some more fantastic content. So from me, it's goodbye from Ken. And it's goodbye from Glenn. Goodbye. Goodbye.